everyone. It's Michelle Meyership, CEO of Dress for Success Worldwide. Did you know that 76% of women who complete our workforce development programs find jobs within 90 days? This is the third episode of our five-part series entitled Power Shift, which explores the qualities that people rely on to help them triumph over the greatest challenges in the most challenging of times. We've covered agency and power. Now we're going to discuss community. For this week's conversation, I'm excited to introduce Kelly Cusick-Dropchinsky, Senior Vice President of Strategic Business Channels at Ulta Beauty, as well as a Dress for Success board member. Like Dress for Success, Ulta is fully committed to empowering women and has been a longstanding partner. She will be talking to Tazneem Damji, our global ambassador from Vancouver, Canada. The PowerShift podcast series is sponsored by our generous friends at Chart Industries, who are also participating in the Your Hour, Her Power campaign. Thank you so much for your support. Well, Tasneen, it's so great to spend some time with you. Really excited to meet you and talk a lot about community today. It's a subject that's near and dear to my heart. When I think about community, I think about it as a group that shares things in common or a place where I feel a sense of belonging and a place that unites us and allows us to feel just a greater sense of self. What does community mean to you? Well, thanks for your definition, because it kind of got me thinking a little bit. And it's also a topic that I've been thinking about recently quite a bit. When I think about community, all the things that you've mentioned, but also I I would add that And it's become kind of the theme of my year (laughs) this year. And I'll maybe share a little bit about my New Year's resolution. But when I think about community, I think about connection. And I think about meaningful and intentional connection. And that's kind of how I'm looking at this conversation in those terms. And I think communities can be created naturally And they can also be actually, you know, intentionally created. And so one of the things that I'm really excited about and is about community this year, I was thinking last year that I meet people, a lot of people in my life regularly. So I'll meet them in my building, you know, my neighbors, I'll meet parents at my son's soccer game every Saturday. I'll meet parents at school drop-off when I drop off my daughter to school, but I don't really actually get to know them. We're so busy (laughs) in our lives. You know, we might spend some time an hour at a soccer game, but we're watching the game and we're cheering the boys and we might talk on the side, but not really get to know each other. And, you know, I realized that the only way (laughs) to build this community, these communities is if I actually make an effort to do something with that. And so what I decided was on January 1st, I took a piece of paper and I divided it into 12 strips and I put the names of different families, whether they were from soccer or neighbors or a school drop-off parents. And I put each of them on a strip of piece of paper and my daughter picked them out randomly and we put a month next to it. And I decided that once a month, we would invite whoever got picked for that month over for dinner or lunch. And we've already done three. We're in March now. So we did January, February, March and with three different families. And it was so nice. We got to not only enjoy a meal together, 
which my son ended up cooking, which was even better for me. But we got to have conversations about things we never would have. And we got to know each other much better. And each meal and conversation was different with different families. And so, you know, when I was invited to join this conversation, this is what I was thinking about is how I want to build community and that connection with people in my life. And so that's kind of an example that I have. I'd love to hear from you, maybe, you know, what's an example of a community that you belong to that's really meaningful for you? Well, first of all, Tasneem, I absolutely love that example that you gave. And it just made me think about when you think about intentional community and, and intentional relationships, I'm actually getting together with some of my high school friends, which this is 45, not even high school, grammar school, 45 years of friendship this weekend for dinner. And one of the reasons we decided to get together was because unfortunately, as we age, we seem to get together more on life events. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the only time we get together. So I love when you say intentional, because we had that same conversation that life moves so fast that if you don't stop and be very intentional, put it on the calendar write your 12 strips down, you know, one for every month that sometimes life just passes you by very quickly. So yeah, I'm going to take note of what you did. And we're only three months in. So I still have (laughs) nine that I can be intentional with. You know, when I think about different communities that I'm a part of, certainly, I mentioned my community of friends. And then there's the community that I live in in New Jersey, which, you know, I'm very lucky to be surrounded by my friends, my family, I was born here. I really haven't moved around a lot. So I'm pretty grounded in that community. And then near and dear to my heart is my Ulta Beauty family and community. I've been with Ulta Beauty for over 20 years. So I've really been able to build a very strong community of peers and colleagues there. And then of course, the Dress for Success community where I know that I'm super proud of the work that's been done, even to support your hour for power. It's just a fantastic network. So I would say those are my four key communities that I really do make a very conscious effort to be present. And I think that's one of the things that sometimes could be challenges when you have so many different things going on and we move so fast. How do we make sure that we are not only intentional, but when I am with my friends, my family, my colleague, how am I making sure that I am present and I'm there 100% because there's so many distractions around us that sometimes that's really hard to do. That's what I would say around my community. And, you know, it's interesting because I know that you've lived and you've worked all over the world, which I think is just outstanding. I read Canada, the US, Pakistan, just to name a few. So when I think about a sense of belonging and building a community, how have you been able to do that with as much as you've experienced and moved around? Yeah, no, you know, when you said that you've lived in New Jersey (laughs) for all your life and you haven't moved, and I was thinking exactly that. I was like, oh, you know, I have moved. And sometimes that's challenging, right? So, you know, when I come back, I guess in all of my life, maybe Vancouver is the place I've lived longest, if I counted the years. But, you know, when you've been away for so long and you come back, everyone's changed, right? And you've changed, they've changed. And so I have to make an effort to create a community. But what's really interesting, I found actually, you talked about at the beginning when you mentioned that a community is 
a group of people that share something in common. It's really funny because I have lived in many countries where I don't necessarily share a language. I don't share the same culture. I don't share the same ethnicity or whatever it is. But there are some places where I've lived where I felt even without those shared qualities that a typical community would have, I have felt like I was part of a community. You know, I didn't actually really think about this until you mentioned this. Currently, I do work with Dress for Success Vancouver. And one of my roles is actually to meet with women who are unemployed and underemployed and talk about the services that we can provide them. And I'll meet with women from different organizations that support them in their employment journey. Someone asked me one day, which of the groups, when you talk to them, feels the most comfortable for you, like feels home for you? And I said, the funniest thing is that the group that feels most comfortable and home, and maybe I guess I would call that a community, are a group of women that I actually, we don't speak the same language. (laughs) They are women from Afghanistan who have come to Vancouver and are looking for work and settling here. And so our conversation is through a translator. But for some reason, because I start off by saying I've lived in their part of the world, when I lived in Tajikistan, which is across the border, that immediately creates this sense of belonging and this sense of trust. I think communities have trust or need to have trust with each other. For some reason, I connect with them in ways that I don't connect with others. And I can see that when I'm speaking with them and and the questions that they ask me. It is definitely harder when you're living in different places to create community. But I think if you are genuine, if you're authentic, I often find, especially speaking with women, if I can find something that will connect us, and it's usually oftentimes being mothers. Motherhood is universal. We might practice it differently. We might think about our role differently, but we share some common challenges and common things that excite us about being mothers and finding that common ground is, I think, really, really important. You know, another group that I've just recently become part of has to do with something that I'm very passionate about, which is working with young people in high school. Originally, it was to support them in applying to universities and colleges, but it has expanded to coaching young people in high school so that They can become confident in who they are. They can articulate their values, articulate their achievements. Recently, I was invited to be part of a committee to select or do the final selections of young people 15 to 18 applying for a global camp. And I'm leaving tomorrow, actually, for Atlanta to be on this final selection committee. And this global camp, really encompasses all the things I'm passionate about, cultural awareness, community service, 
empowering young people to get out of their comfort zones. So we're going to be together for two and a half days in Atlanta in someone's house. We're not leaving the house. We're going to be looking at hundreds of applications and really going through them and picking the candidates that we feel are best suited for this camp. And I feel like that's a community, a community of like-minded people who are passionate about the same things. Yeah, I'm just really excited to be part of that group and continue to volunteer with them and be part of their group. So, you know, sometimes they just come organically and they haven't actually, you know, I wasn't thinking about this. I know when I talk, I talk a lot about like examples to share (laughs) what I'm trying to feel. But is there like a specific community that maybe in your life is not like the traditional sense of community that you maybe in this conversation, something has come up for you. You know, I've learned a lot. And when I think about my family community and people that I've really admired, it's been my grandmother, my mother, my mother-in-law, all women who are no longer with us. But through my lifetime, I've really been able to learn a lot and really lean into taking care you know, the care for a parent or, you know, my mom was very, very ill for a few years. And through that community, I got to engage with other families, whether it be at a hospital or whether it be at a rehabilitation center, you know, as my mom was, my mom had cancer. And as she was in there for treatments, I really got to connect with people who were going through maybe not the same thing, but similar things and really lean on the emotional piece and the strength of others. And I think that that's something that I used to be really afraid of. (laughs) I had a fear of hospitals. I had a fear of that. And, you know, through my experience of the care and the end of life, it really connected me and to a whole different community that I know that it's given me strength to be able to help others go through similar situations. So probably more on a personal level, but something I'm really passionate about. I always said someday I want to retire and, you know, I want to have a service dog and I want to, you know, visit rehab centers and take care of people who are in the situation that I found, you know, my mother, my mother-in-law and my grandmother to be in because they were very strong women who inspired me. And I learned a lot from a real lot from. So that's really beautiful. Well, it is interesting how our different experiences have created different opportunities to experience different communities. So do you have any communities that you can say have really helped you out in your career? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question. Because years ago, when I was looking for work, actually, and I was applying to things, interviewing, not getting jobs, I found a community at the YWCA, an employment program for women. And I decided to join. It was three weeks. And it was a program, women, you know, transitioning careers, women getting back into the workforce after maybe being home with their children, new immigrants. It was a really, really nice, supportive group. And I remember during that time, I had an interview with an organization that I I really thought it was like the perfect job for me. The organization empowered mothers of young children to get back into the workforce. And I just thought, how perfect. I think my daughter at the time was about three or four. 
even younger than that. So I was one of those mothers too. And I just thought, oh, this is such a perfect organization. Things didn't go very well. I was actually offered the job and then the offer was rescinded. And that felt really, really hard. But when that happened, what I realized was I just want to go back to that group of women, tell them what happened, and I know they're going to support me. And I remember going back to the group, told them exactly what happened. And, you know, I still remember this after so many years where they said, you know, that just wasn't the right organization for you to be in. Imagine if you were working, maybe you wouldn't have the kind of flexibility you need as a mother. And they just really lifted me up, I would say. You know, if I had to deal with that on my own, that would have been very difficult. That would be one example of many in my career where a community really supported me. I'd love to ask that same question to you. I see the same thing in what I do with Ulta Beauty. And I love that I'm surrounded by a community of women and many I've worked with for a long time that always approach things through a positive mindset. They create a safe space for people to speak up and really be your authentic self. And you know what I've learned at Ulta Beauty is how do you pay it forward? And how do you take your learnings and give back? Because giving back does not always have to be monetary, right? It's about giving your time, giving a compliment, giving that honest feedback, giving grace to people. Because boy, this world, we are moving at the speed of lightning. And to pause and give people grace is so important. And sometimes I think it's just the little things that make the biggest impact. You know, I think that we also see that at Dress for Success in our mission to help unemployed and underemployed women achieve economic success. And it's so critical to bring that support and the sense of community to those women that we serve. And I think a lot of things that I've learned to do in my everyday life with Ulta Beauty, I'm really proud to be with Dress for Success, right? Because a lot of those same things apply within the organization. That's wonderful. This has been a really great conversation. I wish we could continue, but it, you know, the things you've shared with me have resonated and I'm going to reflect on this a little bit more. <laughs> I know. I am too. And I'm going to think about the intentional 12. (laughs) (laughs) Please take that. (laughs) Start writing my list for the rest of the year. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. And this has been fantastic getting to know a little bit more about you. Likewise. (laughs) Thank you so very much, Tazneem and Kelly. Their stories and energy will continue to inspire communities around the world. We hope that our listeners will also stay inspired and tune in to next week's episode, which is all about the unleashed power of courage. To learn more about our global campaign running throughout this month, please visit yourhourherpower.org. Thank you.